I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. Uh, This quick note, uh, we understand that a verdict has been reached at the Alex Murdaugh murder trial in South Carolina. We will bring you that verdict when the jury reassembles in the courtroom. We'll have more from the National News Desk in just a moment, so stay with us. KSL's top story, the unanswered questions after yesterday's officer-involved shooting in Farmington. KSL News Radio's Amy Kobabe reports the latest. We know that 25-year-old Chase Allen was shot and killed by police after a traffic stop yesterday outside the Farmington Post Office. Police say he was non-compliant. They have not yet said whether he had a gun or why they felt threatened. A search of Allen shows no prior records. And now, as police begin their investigation, there's a new question about what took place in the minutes after the shooting. We just make sure that all the body cams have been shut off now. Cam 4, all units on the Farmington incident, make sure your body cam's shut off. When asked about that, Police Chief Eric Johnson tells KSL-TV that it's protocol to turn off body cams once they deem the scene secure. Five officers are on administrative leave for as long as the investigation is underway. Amy Kobabe, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 501. We have breaking news on KSL News Radio. Yes, the jury has reached a decision in that double murder trial in South Carolina. Maria Chaleos, live with the latest from the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, the jury in Alex Murdoch's double murder trial has reached a verdict that will be read in minutes. That just hours after a final dramatic argument from the prosecution. The only thing they corroborated for you throughout the investigation, throughout this trial, and throughout Mr. Waters' cross-examination is he's a liar. The disbarred South Carolina lawyer lied for more than a year about being at the crime scene, only admitting he was there after video from the scene surfaced with his voice on it. Murdoch's fate in this in the hands of this jury. Now, we are standing by as the jury reassembles in the courtroom, and we will bring it to you as it happens. The House Ethics Committee launches its investigation into Congressman George Santos, the embattled congressman facing all sorts of allegations of fraud. Plus, he's been accused of lying on multiple fronts and fabricating most of his resume. The Justice Department today clearing the way for injured Capitol Police officers to sue former President Trump over harm they suffered during the January 6th insurrection. The department says no part of the president's official responsibilities include the incitement of imminent private violence. That filing in federal court says the court should reject Trump's argument that he's protected under absolute immunity. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. 
two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Another murder trial we're watching closely. An Idaho judge has decided Chad and Lori Vallow Daybell will get separate murder trials. Lori Vallow was in court for the ruling today. Chad appeared online from jail. The motion to split their trials focused on new DNA evidence in the case. And now it looks like Lori Vallow Daybell will stand trial April 3rd. Her husband's trial date is yet to be set. Of course, they're each charged in the murder of Lori's children and Chad's ex-wife. Utah's legislature started debating a big abortion bill today, but then had to pause discussion for a time, which means they're going to come back to this later tonight. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz has been following developments. Lindsay? Yeah, Jeff. Well, they just had to get to another meeting, so they paused discussion on this. But this bill just needs one more passage in the Senate and then the governor's signature. So this I bill would so. mean that no health clinics in Utah can perform abortions starting next year. It restricts the ability to receive an abortion due to rape or incest in a pregnancy after the unborn child has reached 18 weeks. Um, It prohibits out-of-state providers from prescribing drugs for the purpose of causing an abortion. That's Senate sponsor Dan McKay. Democrats are trying to push for changes because under this bill, those seeking abortions have to go to a hospital, but hospitals are able to refuse service based on their beliefs. Now, none of this has been decided on yet. The Senate is supposed to be back in session anytime. Reporting live, Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. Let's go live to South Carolina now. The jury is assembled and they're speaking in the South Carolina courtroom at the Alex, uh, uh, Alex Murdoch murder trial. Let's listen. The judge has just been handed the verdict. He is now looking at the papers before him. And we'll wait to hear that verdict in South Carolina. The defendant will rise. Madam Clerk, you may publish the verdict starting with the back, not with the... Let's see. I'll tell you again. Starting with... The back, flipping them over one by one. Stay south around versus. Docket number two thousand twenty two GS fifteen zero zero five nine two. The State of South Carolina, County of Colleton, in the Court of General Sessions, in the term of 2022, July, the State versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, Defendant, Indictment for Murder, SC Code 
0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-
but the accident is gone eastbound on the 201 at 7200 west. Delays continue southbound I-15 from Murray to Sandy and westbound I-80 still heavy and slow coming from the mouth of Parley's over to 2300 east. Mark? Mountain View continues to slow. It's one of our hot spots out west this afternoon. Southbound SR201 to 3100 south. Now two wrecks on southbound I-15 in Utah County between 1400 North Springville and 400 South. The HOV lane is blocking and the first one, the second one's off to the left. KSL traffic trooper Ron says she got some delays and debris. Steve. Scattered delays on northbound 15 right now between downtown Salt Lake and the north 215 interchange. Westbound 5600 South and Roy is still a bit crowded between 1900 and 2700 West. Got slowdowns on southbound Foothill in Salt Lake between Wakara Way and 21st South. Looks like a good drive, though, on the 215 Westside Belt Route or the Legacy Parkway. And for those on Highway 89, all clear between Farmington and Ogden. Is your home secure and weatherproof? Call prices. Guaranteed doors for a new garage or entry door. Call 801-975-7575 for a free estimate. PricesDoors.com. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the nines. Kevin Eubank now with the KSL Forecast. As we head through the 5 o'clock hour, temperatures will be in the mid-30s under mostly cloudy skies. We're going to drop into the low 30s for 6, 7, 8, and 9 and stay there pretty much through the overnight. We will see a little bit of light snow develop by Friday morning. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report, I'm Kevin Eubank. And right now in Salt Lake City, 37 degrees. It's partly cloudy. Sunset tonight comes at 6, oh, let's see, 619. Sun's up at 658 tomorrow morning. KSL News Time 511. We go in depth now with Maria Chaleos. Jeff, a German ice cream parlor has expanded its menu with a skin-crawling offering. Cricket-flavored scoops with dried brown crickets on top. Now, the unusual confection is available at Thomas Michelino's store in South Germany. Now, the German news agency reports that Michelino has a habit of creating flavors that are far outside of Germans' typical preferences, strawberry, chocolate, banana, vanilla, just like here. In the past, he's offered liver sausage, gorgonzola oh. cheese ice cream, as well as gold-plated ice cream for four twenty-five a scoop. Now, Michelino told the news agency he's just a curious person. He wants to try everything. A European Union regulation allows the use of insects in food. Now, under the regulation, crickets may be frozen, dried, or used as powder. His ice cream is made of cricket flour, heavy cream, vanilla extract, and honey. And then he tops it with these dried whole crickets. He says some people, of course, are disgusted, even upset that he's offering this insect ice cream. But he says his curious customers have mostly liked the new flavor. He says it's surprisingly yummy. I bet you it tastes like cold fried chicken. <laughs> Honey battered, no doubt. Mm. KSL News Time 512. A new discovery has been made within one of the world's seven wonders. In Cairo, a hidden 30 foot long corridor discovered close to the main entrance of the 4,500 year old Great Pyramid of Giza. Egyptian antiquities officials saying the discovery was made under the Scan Pyramids project that began in 2015 and has been using non invasive technology to peer inside the structure. Officials hope this could lead to additional findings. In Esdalekwatera, ABC News. At the Foreign Desk. KSL News Time, 513. Utah's new state flag design now only needs a signature from the governor. The bill passed the legislature today after being introduced way back early in the session. The sponsor, Senator Dan McKay, got emotional with reporters as he clutched the new flag. And I guess my emotion is based on the fact that, you know, I felt their support today. And I'm grateful that we're in a we're, we're going to be in a great spot as a state and a great spot for an identity. And I'm hopeful that 
Really, a flag is so much more than a piece of cloth that is something for all of us to unite behind. This effort faced pushback from some groups who thought the legislature was erasing Utah history. February was a good month for Utah Jazz center Walker Kessler. First, he teamed with fellow jazz players Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton to win the NBA Skills Challenge during All-Star Weekend. Today, he was named the NBA's Western Conference Rookie of the Month. He averaged about 10.5 points, shooting 69% from the floor in 11 appearances. We have weeks of winter still to come, and UDOT has already exceeded its budget for plowing. So how are they going to get us through the rest of the winter? Here's KSL News Radio's Adam Small. UDOT spokesperson John Gleason says the money they get to remove snow comes out of their general maintenance budget, the same one they use for other construction projects. So there's plenty of money to use if they need to plow more snow than they anticipated. Gleason says all they have to do is put off some of the less essential projects to the next fiscal year in July so they have whatever funds they need to plow snow now. Gleason says the more pressing projects, those that have an impact on people's health and well-being, including plowing, won't be put off. KSL News Time 515. The three things you need to know this hour. First, Alex Murdoch has been found guilty of murdering his wife and son in South Carolina. I'm KSL News Radio's Jessica Lowell. More in just a moment. Second, Chad and Lori Vallow-Daybell will get separate murder trials in Idaho. They are each charged in connection with the death of Lori's children. Our biggest traffic trouble spot. Delays in Springville going southbound I-15 where we have an accident reported blocking the HOV lane. Delays on I-15 northbound South Salt Lake to the north interchange. And also the crash is still blocking traffic Redwood Road at 3500 South. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Increasing clouds tonight and a chance for some snow flurries Friday morning. I'm Kevin Eubank. Right now in Salt Lake City, we're at 37 degrees. Time for the KSL In-Depth. The Alex Murdoch verdict is in. He's been found guilty of murdering his wife and son in South Carolina. KSL legal expert Greg Scordis is joining me in the studio. Greg, I just watched this proceeding, and Alex Murdoch did not move a muscle the entire 14 minutes that this proceeding was going on. Not a muscle. No, he's he's very stone cold, and that's how he's been throughout this entire ordeal. I mean, this case received a lot of attention, Jeff. I think in part because he's a, he's a he's a product of a very wealthy family. Uh, this was, a, in fact, he's got a lot of lawyers in his family, including the one of the prosecuting attorneys and that was involved, or not necessarily involved in this case, but one of the district attorneys. And it involved his own wife and son. I mean, it's one of those cases that for whatever reason, just gets so much attention and people were just glued to this uh, trial for the last couple of weeks. And and this guy took the stand in his own defense, swearing he didn't do it. Right. And and that's always a risky thing when you're an attorney, when you when you when when your client wants to take the stand because the prosecuting attorney, and I think we saw it in this case a little bit, really went after him on a lot of things. And whatever the jury thought of him before that, I think they probably thought less of him after he testified than before. Greg, you've followed a lot of trials. This one, have you ever seen a verdict come back so fast in a major high-profile trial? No, you usually expect, especially a trial that goes for weeks, you'd expect multiple days. And they were even already talking, Jeff, when we were, when you and I were talking earlier today about the fact that the jury was going to be sequestered for the weekend and they were going to have all, all they were going to keep them away from their families and maybe put them up in a hotel. 
But man, this verdict came back record. It's like they ordered coffee and just raised their hands and that was it. Uh, I am transfixed by him in the courtroom, his face ashen. He showed no emotion. I I guess this guy shows all the signs of a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, really a creepy case. And and by the way, this is not a death penalty case, Jeff. the, The state, for whatever reason, chose not to seek the death penalty, but it is a life without parole case. So he will certainly, unless there's some appeal that gets him out of this, he'll never walk the streets again. Perhaps it's unfair for me to ask because you're not versed in South Carolina law. You're a product of Utah. But why would the state not choose the death penalty if they have it in this case certainly where a mother and a child were murdered well jeff and and i prosecuted and defended death penalty cases and they're just so much more that you have to bring to the jury that's so much more work if the jury in like for example in utah a a jury on a murder case is is eight members but a death penalty case is 12 you have a guilt phase and a penalty phase and they probably thought and this is sad to say you know a rich white man is probably not going to get the death penalty in south carolina and i hate to say that but i think the prosecuting attorney had to weigh the option of whether they want to spend the those extra resources and time to to get a verdict that they probably wouldn't have got. They've, they've got to be pleased with the life without parole, however. But you'd have to think that given how quickly the jury came back, might they be second-guessing? <laughs> Absolutely. They might be saying, wait a minute, we, we lost a huge opportunity here. But I don't think you can look back as, as – I, I don't even think the people in South Carolina are going to say, hey, you guys should have taken this more harshly. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be locked up forever. So Alex Murdoch is never going to see the light of day? Nope, not unless he wins an appeal. KSL legal analyst Greg Scordis, thank you for rushing in here. We appreciate it. The verdict just announced and heard live here on KSL News Radio about 10 minutes ago. We appreciate you joining us. KSL News Time 519. Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the nines. We're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. Let's find out what's going on, Ricky Meese. We do have our usual delays that are setting in on southbound I-15. Now, the first spot goes from about 1300 south to 33rd south and then again from murray to sandy northbound i-15 seeing some unusual slowing approaching bangator highway and draper and then heavy and slow from south salt lake to downtown also getting bogged down westbound on the 201 from just after i-15 over to the 21st south freeway westbound i-80 uh, this has just been a rough ride tonight. If you're coming out of the mouth of Parley's, you're going to see the slowdowns after the quarry, and they will continue over to 2300 East. Mark? we got the usual backups off the freeway in Lehigh and Provo today, but now two wrecks on I-15. They're going to be southbound down between 1400 North Springville and 400 South. The HOV lane is blocking on one of those wrecks. The other off to the left, a couple of pickup trucks. KSL Trap Trooper Ron says debris is reported there as well as delays. Steve. And we have delays on Northbound 15 as you leave downtown Salt Lake City in spots up to the North Interchange. After that, wide open speeds all the way up through Davis, Weber, and Box Elder Counties. Full-on speeds traveling the 215 West Belt or the Legacy Parkway. Same goes for Highway 89 in Davis and Weber counties. Southbound Foothill Drive bogging now big time between Mario Capecchi Drive and Foothill Village. Gather the family, pass on the tradition, and discover new adventures together at the International Sportsman's Expo, March 16th through the 19th at the Mountain America Expo Center. More information at sportsexpo.com. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. 
The KSL 7-day forecast starts with a couple of weak storms and then will end off cold and partly cloudy. Tonight, 27 for the low with increasing clouds and a chance of some light snowfall for Friday morning. Less than an inch in the Salt Lake Valley, only a couple inches in the northern mountains, but mostly cloudy and temperatures in the upper 30s. Mostly cloudy skies with a south wind picking up Saturday will go to 41 ahead of a storm that will move in Saturday night into Sunday. That will bring a couple of inches to the Salt Lake Valley and 6 to 12 in the northern mountains. It all moves out by Monday next week, partly cloudy and cold highs in the 30s with lows in the teens and 20s from the kso weather center i'm kevin eubank your seven day forecast brought to you by performance automotive bountiful 37 degrees in salt lake city 33 in ogden and we have egg mcmuffin money news stay right here it's coming up i'm dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold in october of 1985 a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.